Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. Of course, we are the internet's only podcast that has the guts to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? That's right. Um, and, a, and a question we have not answered yet, but we hope to get the answer to at some point. I hope we get to that answer at some point. In our in our last episode, it would be nice if we figured out the, uh, the answer to that question. <laughs> um, I am uh, Landlord James. And I'm Tenant Mike. And we are the co-hosts. Uh, if you've listened before, you know us. Uh, if you don't, pleased to meet you. <laughs> um, Mike, how uh, how was your week? Oh, it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good week in some respects. But I do have a bit of a cold, uh, so listeners will have to excuse me if I seem a little bit uh, you know, like I have a frog in my throat or something, like Kermit, the frog. Oh. But uh, aside from having a bit of a cold, um, was that your Kermit impression? Kermit the. F- this is Kermit the Frog reporting for service. Ugh. I don't know why he's reporting for service. Is he in the army in that in that sketch? <laughs> oh God! I don't Imagine know. if Kermit was in the army and he had to take a life. Anyway, I, um, yeah. Aside from my cold, uh, I've had a pretty good week. I did something very fun. Oh, what did you do? I went to go see uh, a show at Roy Thompson Hall, and no, it wasn't the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. It was something called Commander Chris Hadfield's Generator, and what that is is a comedy, music, and ideas extravaganza hosted by Canada's number one astronaut, Commander Chris Hadfield. Okay. I'm sure you know who he is, right? Yeah, I think I remember he was sort of on the internet a lot. He's got a mustache, and he's mm. uh, he speaks Russian, and uh, he was up in uh, on the space station for a long time. Uh, very good with children. Uh, I got a ticket to see the show, and I was blown away. It was lo- it was music. It was comedy. It was science. Uh, it, it was mind blowing. And he is just such a charismatic guy. Interesting. How was now? Did he have um, like a warped spine? Um, he didn't. Mm, he didn't mention if he did. Because if you spend a lot of time in space, apparently that will warp your entire skeleton. So uh, just he, something to think about when you think this guy's ooh, he's so funny and cute. Well, I bet he's got a completely you know freakazoid back. I didn't have an x-ray machine with me in the audience when I was uh, watching Chris Hadfield's Generator show, but he looked, he looked amazing, actually. Hmm. He looked really, really good. He was standing up straight, didn't seem to have any sort of curvature in the spine at all. He looked like a million bucks. So what was the show? It was... It was everything. It was music, comedy, science. He did a little, he did some skits. And when I say music, you think, oh, he must have had a band on. Get this. Not only is Commander Chris Hatfield a talented astronaut who looks just amazing, he also plays the guitar. Yeah, I remember. Can you believe that? It makes me think, oh, I've wasted my life. I've never been in space. I've never grown a mustache. I've never played guitar. Well, I mean, I kind of remember he put out that video uh, a year or two ago. Ground control. Yeah, but it wasn't good. It's only got popular because he was in space. Like, I don't know that he should be playing his... Like, who wants to see his band? Wait, you're saying that... Are you kidding me? Are you saying the only reason that his his rendition of Space Oddity went viral is because he was in space? Yes. I think that's laughable because I swear, I bet you, had he just recorded that right here on Earth and released it on YouTube, it would have been just as popular because it's an amazing rendition uh, by an amazing musician slash astronaut who looks amazing. Why do you... Oh, God. I, I highly doubt that. I'm not... Like, why are you such a Chris Hadfield fan? Did you talk to him or something? I've been obsessed with... Uh, I've been obsessed with space since I was a kid, to answer your first question. Mm-hmm. Did I talk to him at the show? Tricky question. After the show ended, I do confess I snuck around to the back of Roy Thompson Hall to the stage uh, entrance, and I waited, almost like a, a predator, like an owl waiting for his prey to come. And when the door opened and Commander Hatfield walked through, I leaped out and tried to get a hug from him, because I admire him, and the security just pounced me. And uh, they threw me on the st- street, and... Uh, 
Oh, God, uh, not the best way to describe that entire uh, scenario by talking about a predator going after his prey, Mike. Um, I'm just trying to paint a picture I with w- words. It's a podcast. Yeah, well, if I was one of those security guards, I would have probably wrestled you too. I mean, they kicked me really hard. Anyway, well, if that's I, how, if, I, it's not how you should treat your fans. Is all I'm saying. Hmm. Well. I um I had a pretty good week too. I'm officially sick of the weather. <laughs> if you live uh, really in Toronto or anywhere uh, sort of with similar weather, you know it's been terrible. So I'm making plans for a Caribbean vacation coming up soon. Oh, oh yeah, um, hitting hitting uh, s- some of those sunny spots. <laughs> yes, that's correct. The islands. Well, yeah, maybe. I'm not going to tell you specifically where I'm going, but um, so because I'm going to an undisclosed hot location, I uh, I got to get working on my tan. All right, right now, a lot. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are big tanners. Mike, I, you do not look like you tan or know anything of friggin' about tan. Um, there's no such thing as a healthy tan. All tans are are evidence that your skin is burned and injured. No, actually, tans are evidence that you look hot. And frankly, Mike, sometimes you're so pale it looks green. It's healthy. You do not look healthy. It's healthy the way I look. Well. Wait till Canada gets a load of me. I've already now. Here's this. Actually, a lot of people don't know who aren't into tanning like I am. That it's actually a bit of a process to achieve peak tan, um, prime tan, as some people call it. First thing you got to do is get your uh, uh, pre-tan. I like to call it. So right now I'm I'm visiting tanning beds when I can, and I'm getting my pre-tan, which is just getting short blasts of UV rays, short blasts of light. Um, it's kind of just waking up the skin to go, oh, okay, maybe I'll turn on the tan buttons or whatever. And then, so you go pre-tan. Do you tan (laughs) your full body? Oh, yeah. Yes. From the tip of your head to the bottom of your toes. Absolutely, and everything in between. Okay. Um, I mean, it's, it gets invasive. So you do the pre-tan, and then you get uh, what I like to call micro-tans. Um, you'll just tan, like, small... Tanning your brain. <laughs> God. Micro. Very funny. Um, just tanning very small parts of your body briefly, and then you go for full tan. So by the time I get back from this Caribbean vacation, I'll probably have a tan that lasts me through October. If I do it right. That if I do it right. Just can't be healthy for you, James. Now, you mentioned before that the tanning beds you use are very invasive, can yes. I can I take that to mean that you get a little bit of an internal tan uh, in certain parts of your body? Dot dot dot. <laughs> well, I Caboose. don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to uh, reveal too much or get too crude on this podcast. Last week uh, we got pretty pretty uh, pretty crude and rude. Yes, but let's just say, um, yeah. Um, you know how they usually say certain areas of your body are where the sun don't shine. Yes. Let's just say for me. There is nowhere the sun doesn't shine. Oh, my Everywhere. God. But, Mike, okay, you don't ever take off your shirt, so it doesn't matter. I've Thank been you. doing steroids. I've been working on my body. I've got a hot body. I have no body hair at the moment. Imagine how it's going to look uh, when I take off my shirt. I've got this ripped body. I'm tanned as hell. It's going to look great. Yeah, and it'll look uh, uh, probably with the amount of UV damage you're going to get, you're going to still have that quote-unquote healthy tan when you're lying in your casket. Oh, look how look how hot that corpse looks, tanned. Yeah, uh, that's probably your inner monologue uh, at all times. No, that's that's not true at all. If I knew anybody who would, would actually think that and be a necrophiliac, I guarantee you it would be you. Uh just like to clarify for listeners that what James just said is not true. I'm not a necrophiliac. What I am is someone who cares about his epidermis, and I, that's why I shield myself from our enemy, the sun. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving we're, along. We're beginning on a little bit of a uh, combative note this week, James. Um, before we go on uh, to our fun segment, um, I'd just like to, to say thank you to the listeners who've been sending us in their picks to our Twitter account as part of our Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess Travel Bug Contest. We've gotten all sorts of fun pictures of listeners uh, listening to the show in interesting and exotic locations. We've gotten one. 
We've gotten one picture. We got one picture, and it's from it's it's from Paris, Par- Gay Paris, France, in yeah. Europe. So we'd like to thank um, listener Aaron Eves for sending in that picture. It's very exciting. So please. If you're listening and you're on vacation, uh, do send us a snap of yourself listening to the show to at ltpodmess.com. We legally need to have at least two people enter the contest um, to give out a prize. That's right. Shall we move on to our fun segment this week, James? Uh, I guess. Let's do it. Uh, Do you want to introduce it? I know this is one that's uh, pretty near and dear to your heart. Well, uh, only in the fact that um, I've partied with Meghan Markle a little bit when she was in Toronto. But um, a lot of people know that there is a new royal couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, the That's actress. That's right. Um, and um, I personally don't really care about their marriage, but I know it's important to you, Mike. So Very important to me. I'm, I can't sleep these days, just counting down the, the moments until uh, they walk down the aisle together. Yeah. So we have some tips for the new royal couple. All right. Shall, shall I go first? Please. Shall. I, well, I, because we're talking about the royal family, I'm starting to speak uh, like a... Uh, so here's a tip number one for the royal uh, couple. This one is for Megan. Psst, Megan, it's me, your old friend Mike. Now, uh, I know that your hubby has grown up in the royal family, and he's literally a prince, and he's been served and catered to all his life. That being said, here's my tip to you. When you are married, don't take any gruff from Harry, because you as the wife, should be calling the shots in that marriage. Meghan Markle would never hang out with you, and if you did hang out with her, you wouldn't know what to say or do. I would know what to say to her. No, no, you would. Yes. Uh, Okay, shall I do my first tip for the married couple? Yes. Or the new couple? Um, My uh, tip for the new royal couple is to Meghan. Uh, My suggestion is... Don't get pregnant by a Middle Eastern billionaire or the MI6 and palace guards will do away with you. Because we all know that happened before. So there's just a quick tip. Wow, what a what an unpleasant tip. Uh, what a rude way to sort of cast a shadow the on a... The truth is rude? No, but it's just you're ruining the fun spirit of a wedding and new beginnings by bringing up Well, I guarantee Princess that advice, Diana. I guarantee you that advice is a lot more useful than yours. Anyway. Okay. I mean... Alright. Uh, my second tip is uh, once more it's for, um, for Megan. Uh, when you meet uh, the queen, try your hardest not to call her Lizzie to her face, okay? Hello, Lizzie! You don't want to do that. What you want to do is refer to her as your majesty. Uh, Also, uh, when you meet Prince Charles, try not to make a joke about those big old flappy ears on the side of his head. Just just say hello. All right. Uh, Here's my second tip for the royal couple. Make sure wherever you go that CCTV cameras are filming you and insist upon installing CCTV cameras frankly, everywhere you go, because we all know that um, there was an absence of CCTV footage from Diana's hotel to the crash site. That's obviously not an accident that was turned off or deleted. Uh, this is debatable. No, it's not debatable. And, you know, there's just a bit of advice um, to save your life. Well, you're really fixated on the... Uh death of Princess Diana here in this fun segment. All right. My third tip uh, for the royal couple is this one's for Harry. One for the... Uh, it's time for to talk man-to-man, Prince Harry. Uh, your days of freedom are soon over, but here's a little tip from your friend Mike. Uh, Harry, when you're in uh, the church on your wedding day and you see your bride, Megan, walking down the aisle in her beautiful wedding dress, try not to faint. Take a deep breath and just enjoy the moment because you're a very lucky man. I'd probably faint if I saw Megan walking down. If I yeah, was in church... Yeah, you wouldn't know what to if, say to a beautiful woman. I would say I do. <laughs> yeah, and I she'd would say, say what I the do. fuck are you talking about? I don't think she would say that because the queen was, would be there, Prince Philip would be there, all sorts of celebs. And then... 
yeah, it, the only way this is happening is if you, you know, if then a second later they're going, police, there's a creep broke into the palace, that kill would, him. That is just your, like, inability to uh, allow me to be happy. I don't know. Whatever, uh, you're, you're ruining the bit. All right, time for my third tip to the royal couple. If either of you happen to see a white Fiat, hike up your pants, get that royal ass in gear, and run for the goddamn hills. Analysis of the original wreckage of Diana's car of her Mercedes revealed that it had glancing contact with a white Fiat Uno car, which left traces of paint on the Mercedes bodywork. Unexplained. Undocumented. You cannot tell me that this undocumented crash with the princess's car had nothing to do with this mysterious accident that no camera happened to catch and extensive attempts by the French police James. to find this vehicle were unsuccessful. If you see a, a, a white Fiat, you, you go away. You sound, run away. You sound unhinged and you sound like you're a person who, you, you know, so many details about the crash that killed Princess Diana. May she rest in peace. The people's princess. It sounds like you've obsessed over this for years. Um, how about it's called Keeping Up With The News, Mike? Uh, something you might want to do instead of fantasizing about being a prince. Well, I feel like I do keep up with the news, but I just didn't know the astonishing level of detail that you know about this conspiracy theory. Anyway... It's not a conspiracy theory. Uh, all right, to be determined. Um, final tip for the married couple. Be sure to come back to Toronto soon. We miss you. I feel like segment... Didn't go as well as I had hoped because it was sort of tainted by your the specter fantasies. No, I think the audience probably liked that. Imagining me of all people marrying a, a princess. Uh, I think you tainted it by talking about uh, the death of Princess Diana. Well, I like to think I gave actual useful tips instead of you know your weirdo uh, dreams. All right. Well, why don't we uh, end this opening segment mercifully and come back with our guest? I think that sounds like a wonderful idea. Welcome back, everybody. Um, and uh, this is the part of the show where we welcome a guest to the podcast. And Michael, this is uh, a guest that you've brought along. It is a guest I've brought along. I know him very well. I don't think you've ever met him before. Nope. Um, as listeners to the show know, uh, I do take my faith very seriously. I am a Roman Catholic. And my faith isn't something I talk about very often, but it does influence every single decision I make. And I thought it would be fun this week to introduce you, James, and the listeners to my parish priest. So oh please God. give a large uh, landlord and tenant pod mess welcome to my parish priest, Father Darren. Peace be with you, Michael, and peace be with you, James. Peace be with you, Father Darren. And also with you. Uh, now, Michael, would you care to uh, lead us? I, I, I hate to uh, commandeer your podcast already, but uh, no, please. do you think it would be appropriate? To begin the podcast, to bring my appearance on it, with a reading of the Hail Mary. I think that sounds lovely. Michael, on nice. three, three, two, one. Hail, Hail Mary, full, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. That oh, was lovely. That was wonderful. You know what? I think we should start doing a, a prayer before no, every podcast. No. Look. I, I think more, I think more podcasts could use that. I could mm -hmm. I, I'd get more out of WTF if Mark Marin started a, a, his every episode with a prayer. I agree, guys. Like, come on. We, like, I respect what you you know what you're doing, but this is a cool you're... podcast, and there's nothing like it's not exactly the image I'm trying to convey to get cool people to listen to this by having you two guys you know do a prayer in tandem like come on well you might be you're, you're concerned about being cool in this life but we're kind of concerned about being cool in the afterlife so yeah that's uh that tends to stretch out a little longer than this particular life uh, <laughs> because gonna... yeah what the life on earth uh, for most people it's what if you're lucky 80 years say 
if you're lucky. Not James. He does steroids. He does all sorts of drugs. He Ooh. smokes. So he probably won't make it uh, very much longer, actually. Imagine this curveball was thrown to you guys. You both die, and you're like, yay, the afterlife. And then God goes, oh, you know how you thought it was forever? It's actually for, like, uh, even shorter than the Earth life. It's like 20 years. And then you're fully dead. That's impossible, James. Well, That's literally impossible. Well, that is something that uh, scholars have grappled with. Uh, Is there, in fact, an after-afterlife? Mm. Is there is the afterlife finite? Is it some sort of brief window, mm. uh, and w- after which you either ascend to super heaven, which is what a lot of scholars have called it, Ooh. or do you then ascend finally to hell uh, in some sort of lost scenario? I guess where mm. that'd be interesting if after you spent some time in heaven, you just sort of slid down to hell. That would be I wouldn't like that. I have to say, no. sorry to say, Me father. Neither. Yeah, no. but uh, interesting. Well, nonetheless. when I go to a club. I'd go in the VIP section, and I completely avoid the lower levels. So if you want me to join your religion, um, how about give me a direct elevator straight to super heaven, and then maybe I'll consider it. (sighs) That is interesting. Uh, That's maybe one of the main reasons why I came on the podcast, quite frankly. Um, I should say, uh, for any listeners out there, I know Michael has mentioned he's religious. He is an avid uh, church attender. Thank you. He's one of uh, the more fervent, uh, eager parishioners I have. Yep. I tell you, every week I ask for volunteers to read some, a passage from the, from the Bible or mm-hmm. to hand out the, the wafers uh, during communion or mm-hmm. to pass around the collection plate or, mm-hmm. or what have you. And Michael's hand is uh, the one that always shoots up first, uh, often crowding out the hands of uh, younger parishioners who I would love to uh, see him be more active. But, uh, yeah, Michael, uh, he is always, he's always, he's always there. He's always, always there. I'm always there, and I'm always first in line, and uh, I might not be the youngest parishioner, but I'm the fastest one, and uh, it's something I do take pride in. So, Father, mm-hmm. you're basically telling me you're running this church, yes. and you're trying to get young people, you know, interested in spirituality. Well, yes. And instead of them you know, getting to participate, Mike is always raising his hand and being like, me, 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 let me do that, Father. I, I do, and it is true, and I do appreciate uh, Michael's fervor. Thank uh, you. It is the kind of devotion uh, any uh, any preacher loves to see, or any minister, or any kind of You're religious welcome. figurehead. You're welcome. At the same time, it can be... Uh, a little of Michael goes an awful long way. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, you just That's got well, burned by I, your own priest. Yeah, I, I'm not sure you quite understood the, no, the full implication of what I just said. It's a compliment, obviously, that uh, you wish all the other parishioners uh, had what I got. I suppose, in a sense, that's true. I think a, if a little, if some of the younger parishioners had a bit more of your spirit and your spunk, my spunk. I wish I hadn't chosen that word. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Really. I think actually Mike has a lot of spunk because he's certainly never used it anywhere. It's never, Ooh. you know. Oh, that's disgusting, oh, James. We're talking about saying. how excited I am to be in the house well, of God. And you started, you start talking about ejaculation and all sorts doing. of. Father Darren knew what he was doing there. And I just finished the joke that you I, have loads I'm, of spunk because you're not having sex with anyone. And spunk means, you know. I, I, placed, <laughs> I placed the ball right on the tee and uh, James was too happy to uh, smack it over the, the fence. Father, I'm sorry that you had to witness that disgusting spunk joke about ejaculation this and jism that. Uh, because we don't usually do those kinds of jokes. Yes, we do. Why are you acting different around your priest? Last week, we talked about orgies. Not me. We did. Not yes, me. you did, Mike. You sounded sounded interested in it. Well, and I have to say, Michael. I mean, I'm not as uh, as puritanical as you might think. I mean, uh, yes, I'm a man of God, but I'm a man of uh, of of the of the land, I guess, or however you might think of it. I'm a man of the world, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. All right. Like I've, I, I, you're a I human have, being. You have, exactly. Yeah. And I can't say I participated in any orgies, but there are examples in Scripture that. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, that Sodom Jesus... and Gomorrah come to mind. Well, yes, that's the more negative aspect of biblical orgies. There are some uh, you can find them more in Ecclesiastes, where um, Jesus participated, and it was more of a sharing of his bounty. That's very much how it's presented. I uh, see. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, there are a lot of passages in the Bible of Jesus wearing 
you know, sort of like the kind of robes you would wear. Well, I guess the the robes he wore pretty much all the time were good. For You're kind of connecting the dots. You're like, here's yeah. this guy. He's wearing robes. He's like giving away a lot of stuff. Uh, maybe he, you know. You, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it stands to reason. I mean, he was so generous with everything else. Why wouldn't he? I mean, he was literally generous with his body, right? That's yeah. what we every every week we take up his it. body. Yeah, I munch it every week. So oh. why wouldn't he have given of his body in a, a more carnal sense? I mean, you know. Interesting interpretation. Um, yeah, not sure I exactly am comfortable with what you are saying, Father Darren, but I will defer to you. Um, well, Michael, I should point out which one of us is the uh, pastor at the very church where the Cowboy Junkies classic album, The Trinity Sessions, was recorded. That would be you. That would be me. That would be you. Uh, don't, don't forget that, Michael. Um, now, we, we've started off your appearance here, Father Darren, almost instantly by getting into a theological debate with James, who, as far as I know, recognizes no god, worships no deity, just look, worship, looks up at the sky and says, "When uh, what, there's nothing up there." Oh, aliens! So James worships aliens. I worship. I actually do. You worship aliens? Like you? Yes. Do you? How, in what way exactly? Do you have a shrine to aliens? Or no? But let's just say, if I ever saw you know God floating around in the sky, I'd be like, "That's an alien." And everyone else would be going, oh, it's God. And I'd be like, nope, that's an alien, and he's going to blast our asses away. God is not an alien. I hope he does blast your ass away for saying so. Now, Michael, that is the, the kind of vengeful talk I do not care to hear. Uh, Thank you. Were, were you. If you've been paying attention to my sermons every week, you would know that uh, yeah, you're you meant to love. Even those such as James who may try your patience or who may... Uh, exists on a different kind of uh, ideological divide from you. Right. Thank you. You still have to extend to him the same charity you would to someone who is uh, a little bit more like you. I see. Hmm. Thank you, Father well, Darren. As no I was problem. saying before James derailed my train of thought by talking about aliens, um, you know, they say uh, you should never talk about politics and religion at the dinner table. We're going to throw that warning in the the garbage can and go right there, talk about religion. Now, I have been going to your church for eight years. Yes. And I, I'll never forget the first day I walked in there and saw you up there. I the, will never forget that either. At the pulpit, and I, I said, hooray, and I believe I did a cartwheel, because I was so excited to see uh, a young, kind of hip priest up there instead of these crotchety old men. A hip priest? Have you ever heard of that song, Hip Priest by the Fall? Um, no. I have. Is that the kind of thing your typical priest would listen to? I think not. Wait, you listen. I've never heard of this band, The Fall, but you have? They're a uh, classic British post-punk band. Perhaps you've heard of their lead singer, Marky e. Smith. He's the, been the only consistent member throughout the years. Oh, and they're very edgy, very... Uh, their lyrics uh, have profanity, and uh, I listen to them. I've listened to three of their albums. They have about 40, but I've heard three of them, and I... I, well, I won't listen to them again, but I the song Hit Priest, uh, I, I like the title. Well, I I've never heard of that band. Uh, oh my, you've got to li- you've got to you've got to uh, live a little more. You've got to you've got to light, lighten Mike up. Mike has. I prefer not to, but uh, Mike has the taste in music of an old lady. No offense to old ladies. That is not Rank true. Rankin family. <laughs> oh my Reed goodness. McNeil. That is a plum- that is such soporific fare, I have to say. Even for you, a priest, you're like, that sucks. You're yeah, a loser. absolutely. You know what? You can keep the fall, Father Darren. Um, I listen to the Rankin family. I listen to the Barry McNeils. I listen to Celtic women. Um, to me, they're the fall. They're my fall. Hmm. Well, anyway, I derailed your story about the, your first uh, visit. Oh, I just, was as I was saying, uh, you knocked the wind out of my sails when I saw a young man up there preaching the word of God in a way that I could connect with. Because before, before I walked into your church that morning, I do admit that I had gone through a rough period where uh, my relationship with Lord Christ had frayed, and uh, I was not living the word. Um, how bad did things get? Well, uh, I got heavily into Toronto's hard lemonade drinking scene. Um, I was, at my worst point, I was a four-bottle-a-day man, and I got pretty heavily into Canadian industrial music. I'm talking about uh, bands like Skinny Puppy. Uh, oh, who else? Uh, uh, Line Crush. And, I don't know that they're uh, industrial. Uh, um, but, uh, and the Tea Party. Not industrial. I think, well, that's not how I saw it at the time, through that haze of 
hard lemonade. Are you talking about Mike's hard lemonade? Yes, Mike's hard lemonade. And even, I hate to say this, even cheaper brands sometimes. Uh, as I say, uh, it was a rough period, and uh, I was swearing my head off. Uh, I was sleeping in till sometimes 9 a.m., and I do admit that the, the morning I walked into your church and, and saw you up there on the pulpit, I was considering ending it all. And, uh, and Really? Yeah, moving, uh, moving uh, to the West Coast. Okay. All right. Ending uh, my life in Toronto. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Uh, yeah, the Mike's Hard Lemonade thing, I'm not going to lie. I was expecting something along the lines of like, uh, like, a, uh, like a really, like a heroin or a cocaine. Oh, no, no. <laughs> No, I didn't have the means uh, to to satisfy that habit, so I was just a uh, hard lemonader. So in your early 20s, you drank hard lemonade and listened to, like, alternative rock music. Yeah. And that was, like, a hard time for you. Yeah, and I had a jean jacket that had a patch that had a rude sort of picture on the back of it. And, what was uh, the picture? It was of um, a certain popular comic book character urinating. Calvin. Calvin, you're yes, yes, I didn't want to say <laughs> I didn't want to say the yeah. name for copyright reasons, but yes, it was Calvin. That's the kind of thing you just see on a truck decal, like it's weird that you would have that on a jean jacket. Did you think it was funny? Yes. Okay. Well, that 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 is actually sadder than the whole Mike's Hard Lemonade thing. That is actually more indicative of how low you had sunk that you fa- that you found that funny. Well, it was funny. Well, not really. I mean, it's... Uh, no, that's no. never funny. Like, oh, let's have a cartoon character do something rude. Yeah, it's, it's a little... very lame. It's cheap, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, yet another point we disagree on, Father. Mm-hmm. Now, Michael, for, for the love of God, please don't tell me you kissed a girl. I did. And the priest is being sarcastic. Yeah. For no, just, just to, he's not. Yeah. Yes, he was. Were you being sarcastic? Father? I was being very sarcastic. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, point taken. <laughs> I have to admit, you know, I'm not uh, a religious guy, but you're you're definitely a cool priest. Thanks. Uh, the thing is, like, I I feel like I could be doing more. Um, like, I, we have a few young parishioners, but it's uh, I would say for the most part, my flock tends to tip uh, on the kind of wrong end of fifty, if you will. Mm-hmm. A lot of oldies, bit of a CBS queues. crowd, you know. Uh, and so, one of the reasons for me coming on was to try to uh, get some tips from. Uh, from James here about how I could maybe wow get get a younger crowd in like are, I've been trying are you to, sure are you sure Father Darren I yes think he's sure this is what I need to, to shake it up I've been trying to incorporate hipper terms into my sermons well you came to the right guy I I'm all about millennial culture I'm all about YouTube stars I'm that I'm I'm flattered I'm really flattered that's really cool I now, can help you sure now can I ask you something this is something I've been trying during the communion mm-hmm. um, you know how. Uh, like, apparently, it's it's hip to uh, say if someone's looking nice, then uh, or attractive, mm-hmm. then you say they're looking like a snack. Sometimes they'll say that uh, as I'm mm-hmm. handing out the wafers. I'll say to the younger kids, "Hmm, uh, Jesus, uh, my man, looking like a snack." What do you Interesting. think? Interesting. I I'm not sure you're pulling that off. Okay, to be honest, I'm kind of telegraphing the. Joke I don't. I don't like that either. I don't Mike, like don't. I'm sorry to say. You know what's a good one? Okay. When you say um, AF, a- that means so 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 some a freak. No 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 no. Hang on. So some kids okay. will be like, um, oh man, here we go. It's cold. They'll text you. Oh, it's cold AF out there, and that means cold. as F word. Ooh. So it's cold goodness. as F word out there. So you just say AF. Okay. So my suggestion is, you know, when when people come in the get the communion or whatever, go, hey man, this is dry AF. Watch out. Okay. Get some water after. Something hmm. like that. It's a good end run about ha- around having to actually use the F word. Uh, I like that. Yeah, it's actually probably sort of got approved saying AF because you're not actually saying the F word. As you could, you, if, if someone were to challenge me on that, say like a, an older parishioner, I could say, mm-hmm. oh, it stands for as fun. Is that not <laughs> Oh my <laughs> God, that's really good. Rather sneaky or a nice loophole. Um, what, oh, another good expression that okay. I think you could use in your sermon, maybe in your homily or whatever, when you talk off the top, I guess, mm-hmm. you could say like, um, okay, so here's my idea. Okay. This is my idea. Um, you walk in, you walk to the pulpit. Okay. Pop the Bible there on the lectern. Pop the Bible. Yes. What like, is it? A collar? <laughs> no, it's the word of God. Anyway. 
And then you go, it's all silence, and then you say to the crowd, this book is fire. Oh. Well, I even... I say I, I have never heard the expression, but I'm still able to fire, think what you mean because it, yeah. it's. I mean, it's hot. It's fire, but hot. yeah, fire means great. Right. Yes, it's on fire. It's hot. Uh, not unlike the burning bush in in scripture. And then you know, it would be cool. Put the put the Bible there and go. This book is fire. And then cue up the song Alicia Keys. This girl is on fire. Oh, no, that. I know no. that song, but I know Alicia Keys. She did the the New York song with Jay Z. Oh yeah. We, we have a choir and. We have a choir and an organist I'm in the church. Dreams are made yes. Join me, join me, James. There is nothing you, you can't can do. Oh, See? In New York. I'm a man of the world. That's the Jay Z. Right, yes. I don't know how that. Anyway, just a fun idea. And I bet hmm. people, that, that word will get around. If you get that on an Instagram story or something like that, people will go to your church. Right. Okay, that, that's interesting. Kind and of I'll, a fun idea. Yeah. I feel like these ideas are sort of very cheap, and they're going to maybe get a few young people in the doors, but they're going to get some of the older parishioners out the doors, Good, and you're going to have chaos in the church. And Here's I how I see it. Soon enough, those old parishioners are going to be out the door, and I'm doing air finger quotes right mm-hmm. now anyway, if, mm-hmm. you, if you catch my drift. Just like they're going to be dead. Oh, yes, that's what I'm implying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got to move with the times. I yep. like it. Mm-hmm. Can I give? Can I do an impression of what I'm guessing Mike's suggestions are? I no. would love to Here's hear that. Mike's suggestions. No. I would love um, to hear that. What if you wore a back a sideways hat? I never suggested kind of that. Is that Mike would do dead and, on, and then go I, wicka 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 or some lame. What am I? A, a joke like that? Michael literally suggested Fozzie the Bear, a rap that I could start off with. Oh, and believe it or not, did. and again. I'm not the hippest person. Even I know how cheesy this is. He mm-hmm. said, oh, Father, perhaps you could say, my name is Father Darren, and I'm here to say, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was 2018 and not 1985, <laughs> Oh, my Michael. God, Mike, you are such wow. a nerd. Um, Run DMC aren't around anymore. Just yeah, so. if that's what you Well, one of them cool. passed away, so well, true, it's yeah. kind of hard for him to... Why am I arguing with my favorite priest on my own podcast? What is What, what the hell's going on? I invited you here, Father Darren, because I admire you, and you saved me from a life of sin, and now you've, seen, you've, you've turned on me like so many guests we have on here seem to do. You're siding with James. I have half a mind to kick you out of my goddamn house. Attention listeners, this winter, we hope you have the bug. The travel bug, that is. Because we're putting on the first ever Landlord and Tenant Podmess Travel Bug Contest. Travel Bug Contest. Here's how it works. If you go on vacation, be sure to pack your camera along with your swim trunks. We want to see a picture of you listening to the show in an exotic or interesting location. Whoever sends us the most amazing photo will win a prize to be determined. So get snapping and send your pics to at LT Podmess on Twitter. It's the Landlord and Tenant Podmess Travel Bug Contest. Travel Bug Contest. Finally, a bug that people will want to get. This bug. Michael, that would that it goes against all of the all of the like uh, virtues of charity that I've tried to impart to you through my many sermons. <sighs> I'm sorry, I don't know what came over me. Okay, I'm, just, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little uh, ganged up on right now. Well, and uh, well, I didn't mean to do that, Michael. I, look, okay. I, 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 I love you. you. I love you as I love each uh, sheep in my flock. But uh, I do think that uh, consider this an intervention of sorts. It's it's done out of love. Um, what do you mean? Well, I just really, and I'm sure James would agree, we just want you to live a little more. Like, just get out there a bit more. James suggested, uh, like he mentioned, he goes to clubs. Why not come along with James on a club excursion? James, would that be uh, okay? Uh, Maybe not? No, I mean, you can go on this, like, you can't go with me. Like, we're not going to hang out, but you can go. I'm not, I'm not going to stop you going to a club on the same night as me. Right. I have sort of an image I, to keep I'm not really a club guy, it. you know, it's it's cool, Father Darren, you don't need to insist on that. Okay, well, are, are you dating anyone, might I ask? Um, sort no, of. he's not, he's a crush on a I... weird woman who comes into his store. Okay, full disclosure, I work at the CN Tower gift shop, not the one at the top of the CN Tower, not the one on the main floor, but the one far underneath 
CN Tower, and there is a certain someone, a pretty lady, who comes in basically every lunch hour and uh, buys a trinket, the same trinket every day of the CN Tower. It's actually kind of weird now that I say it out loud. But anyway, we kind of flirt. We've moved to text flirting. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. What do do you guys text about? We talk about the CN Tower. We talk about... uh, her job, mostly. I tell her about your sermons, and I tell her about church, Father Darren, and uh, we're toying with the idea of going on a date, seeing a movie. Uh, now, if you don't mind me asking, uh, this is personal, how how old is this woman? She's uh, in her mid to late 60s. Oh, Michael. Oh, Michael, dear Lord. What? what? First of all, don't bring, her, don't bring her into the church. Nice. Do not bring her to church. Yeah, you. I, that is look. the last thing I need. What do you mean? She's, a, she's curious. I'm sure she is, but uh, she's she She's curious why this 36-year-old man or whatever is interested in her. No need to bring 80. my age into this. Well, whatever you are. Mike, what is wrong with you? 16, what? And I, and I don't judge you for dating an older person at all. I do. But, oh, okay. But uh, it's just from my vantage point, uh, like... I just think the, the amount of things, the number of things you can do with a 61-year-old woman is uh, limited. I mean, you're not living life to the fullest if you're... Yeah, you're going to go a, water skiing with her? Oh, yeah. I broke my hip. No, you're we're not... You're in your 30s, for God's sake. We're not going... First of all, we're not going water skiing together. I can't swim, and I don't have the means to even rent a boat or the skis for that kind of thing. But um, I agree, Father Darren, that... I mean, I guess she's in her late 60s. Her childbearing years are presumably uh, in the past. Well, that's although, a one bonus. Although technology is, you know, uh, making oh, God. making childbirth possible no matter what your age is. Um, you're not going to have kids with this woman. We're, you know... Are you talking about it? We're talking about having kids. You haven't kids? even gone on a date. That is, uh, and again, I hate to be judgmental, that is an abomination. I, Thank you. I don't know if this is possible. You but sound very I, judgmental for a priest. <laughs> well, well, look, there are certain look. As a priest, yes, you have to be ju- ju- you know charitable and love everyone. But when you see evil in the world and it does exist, you must call she's, it out. She's not evil. She's very. She nice. is not evil. The thought of you having children with her is evil. I love her. I do not love the idea of you having children with her. Okay. Uh, I I actually forbid you if it's possible. To, oh. to whatever extent you take my word seriously, very you seriously. cannot have children with this woman. Well, I was saying to okay. Mike, my condo is uh, near the like uh, university, and I'm like, oh. Mike, just ha- like you know, come sometime come to my condo and then try to walk into a frat party or something. Meet one of the girls there. I don't there you know. go. That's a possibility. So you're saying, okay, you want me to go to a frat party and break up with my girlfriend? That's she's not your girlfriend. She is almost my girlfriend. Uh, she is a woman you're texting. Uh, that, that does not make a girlfriend. And again, I've been out of the dating scene for a while. I have a wife. Uh, but yeah, even I can safely say... So wait, that, what religion what? are you? Because Catholic, you must not be Catholic. Well, look... What? Because here's the thing. I try to keep this on the down low, but occasionally I... What the up. hell? I have a wife. Look, <laughs> I know, look... You know, the religion isn't something where you have to just follow a, all the rules, all right? I follow wow. the, I follow what the kind spir- of priest are you? I follow the spirit of the law, if not the letter, and that is all that God cares about. Whoa. In my I, feel, I feel so duped. <laughs> this is like the most radical <laughs> well, priest of all time. Yeah. You just well, got married and we're like, what the hell with it? I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I, look, if I can inspire wow. others to live a godly Catholic life, then the, what does it really matter what I'm doing? Does oh, Fair enough. Does the rest of the Catholic establishment in Toronto know that you're you, you're married? Uh, no, and I would really prefer you keep it that way. It's what you call an open... Well, look, it's an open secret. Sure. Like, everybody knew Kevin Spacey was gay before um, he came out recently in that bad situation. It was right. like an open secret. Uh, yes, exactly. And people are, uh, you know, I mean, look, I, uh, I wield a lot of power and influence. Uh, so I think a lot of uh, My God. other priests are... Quite frankly, afraid to cross me as well, they should be. Wow. Are there, is there sort of a conspiracy of silence kind of thing going on here? Are there a lot of other secretly married priests in the church that just don't have the, the guts to come forward? It's funny you use the phrase conspiracy of silence. That is the name of our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group. It's called Conspiracy of Silence. What? And it's about uh, two dozen of us. We uh, just kind of uh, post stuff about how cool it is to be a Catholic priest 
who is uh, married even though the dictates of the church forbid it. And uh, so a bunch of just a bunch of married guys posting pictures of. And yeah, I mean it's it's a lot thoughts. more yeah it's a lot more boring than you think because it is a lot like any other kind of Facebook group you might imagine of married guys. The only difference is we're not supposed to be married, but it is a lot of like well you know the wife and I mowing the lawn, oh the wife you know me and the old ball and chain, uh, a lot of that that's stuff. Does, yeah. does the forbidden sort of nature of your relationship make? Uh, forgive me for asking this. Does it make? Things in the boudoir a bit more exciting and interesting? Um, no. No, no it really doesn't. Uh, we are in every way a pretty vanilla married couple. But in, but if but a vanilla married couple as a priest is, like, really radical, kind well, of. Well, that is true, yeah. I am viewed with awe by a lot of the priests who actually are suckers enough to yeah. take that vow of, uh, of you know, not celibacy. being married. Of yeah. celibacy. Because like, what can the Vatican do to you? Like, do they actually have any power? They could probably excommunicate me. Uh, I could be, I mean, look, they have bigger problems, let's face it, uh, you know, you know what I mean? But ultimately, yes. uh, but ultimately, uh, yeah, they could, they easily could. Well, all my buddies in finance, they're all starting their own, you know, mortgage lending companies. Sure. So they're starting their own businesses. So my suggestion is, if the church ever finds out you're married and says, get out of here, start your own religion. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's just an idea. You could still be Christian, just to, you know, call it... Darren, Darren, uh, entity or something. Or you could call like it the it. branch, uh, uh, Darren R- Vidians. D- James, that's the stupidest idea. It's going to turn to a that's cult. That's a good idea. My middle, Darren Vidians. My middle name is David. Do you think I could just use the the, the phrase branch Davidians? And I, I literally, I as mean, I said that, I realized why I can't. You could, no, no. but it has I a lot you of. You got to stay with Darren. It, it's like a great yeah. priest name. You're right. You're right. And I get told that a lot. How great a priest a name it is. Yeah, you don't hear priest Father Darren a lot. Father oh. Darren. Yeah. Remember, um, what was that show called? Uh, Father, Father Ted. Da- Father Ted. That was okay. funny. Britcom. Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace. And Father Dowling Mysteries. I remember that show with uh, Tom Bosley from Happy Days. Do you ever solve mysteries in your spare time when the wife isn't, you know, on your case and the church isn't on your case? Do you ever solve a, a murder or... Well, well, like if I'm look, if I stumble into the church and there's a dead body there, yeah, I'll look into it. Uh, yeah, so I've solved uh, seven mysteries, seven seven murder mysteries, four arson mysteries, and three armed robbery robbery mysteries. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, it's just, I mean, I just uh, you know, just if uh, if the wife and I aren't already doing a chore on Sunday or something, then yeah, we'll drive around. Them, we'll solve a mystery. Yeah, we'll just uh, kind of poke around. Uh, we've got a, a scanner. Like a CB scanner or whatever, so we actually hacked into the police frequency, and yeah, if there's something going on near the church, then uh, I'll be like, let's roll, and we're out. That is really cool. I think I actually just saw in the news that um, they found uh, the third dead body of the year dumped uh, up in Caledon. Apparently a lot of um, murdered bodies are dumped up uh, north of Toronto and Caledon in sort of the Greenbelt area. Okay. Um, might be worth... It's a beautiful area. It's a beautiful area, and yeah, north of Brampton, lots of dead bodies. Interesting. The wife and I drive up on a Sunday. We have a picnic. We bring along, say, like, uh, you know, a nice uh, salad and a roast chicken and what have you. Ooh, I'm and getting then, hungry. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, once that's over, we poke into this uh, dumped dead body business. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, I- it sounds like a nice uh, kind of like, uh, you know how, like, cities will have haunted walks, where mm-hmm. they show you around yes. the haunted areas of a of a town or a city, um, there could that could be something similar, but with dump dead bodies. I don't see how that's any different in principle. Yeah, well oh said, God. Yeah. Uh, Father Darren. I have to admit, I I'm reeling right now. I feel like my entire uh, the foundation has been rocked from beneath my feet. You're someone I really looked up to, and now I'm learning you're a married Catholic priest. Well, lighten up, uh, dude. That's what I say. <laughs> dude. See? I that's really awesome. don't like hearing that. You're literally gnashing your teeth, Michael. That, that can't be good for your teeth. <sighs> Mike's nightmare is a cool priest, honestly. Because yeah. he just, Mike wants some someone to just be like, you know, put restrictions on your life and, you know, punish yourself. And then when someone's like, relax a bit, he his brain explodes. Right. And you're getting more bedroom action as my priest than I am. Oh boy, what a day this well, is. Why don't I set you up? Mm. Can I ask Father um, just a quick change of the subject, if you don't mind? Sure. Um, I'm just so intrigued. You're such a. You seem like uh, you have so many great music references. Like, what kind of music are you into? Like, 
Um, are you? Do you play music? I mean, I I am. I do play in a chill wave band. It's called uh, God Wouldn't Care. Now, does the Vatican know about this? Oh my! Uh, just curious to know, Michael. Narc. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Quite frankly. Are you literally a narc, Michael? I am not a narc. In okay. fact, I have a lot of problems with the way the Toronto police uh, bo- uh, police force conducts itself. Well, I agree with that. I tell you, if you come to our shows, well, you'd better not be a narc because uh, let's just say the odd uh, jazz cigarette uh, is uh, going to be in present. Hey, <laughs> it is. So, yeah. So you get if if I'm uh, to understand you correctly here, mm-hmm. you play in a chill wave band. That's right. Probably with your wife in the audience, or is she in the band too? She is uh, actually. No, she kind of hands out, uh, like she does the door and stuff. Door merch. Is she the door, merch? She does girl? merch. She does merch, yeah. Oh my god. So you got your wife on merch in the door. Mm-hmm. You're up on stage playing your chill wave. Fucked out of your mind on drugs. And you're my fault. Well, priest. that's, uh, that's uh, inappropriate. I'd rather you didn't use that kind of language. Eh? Even I'm not swearing over here. Yeah. Well, you pushed me to it. I. But he's talking about smoking a joint. Big deal. That's going to be legal in like four months in Canada, right? Uh, yeah. I hope, well, I mean, God willing. Yeah, God willing. God willing. Yeah, I absolutely. Hope, I hope God is not willing. You know what? At the second it's legal and we won't have any legal problems doing it on air, I'm going to be doing it every goddamn podcast. Excuse my... Swear That's there. okay. I'll let that well, slide. I'm going to get ready for that, Mike. I'm going to be smoking wait, weed on the podcast. You're going to pod baked? Yes. You make me laugh. If you do that, I will turn off the microphone. Well. Imagine how fun it would be if you had a bong sound effect, or if you just took a hit of a bong, a bit of a gurgle sound effect. Father Darren! That'd be fun. Shut up! And I'm more than willing to supply <laughs> Wait, wait, okay, this is entirely uncalled for. Just shut up! <laughs> I'm sorry to I'm sorry to say that. I never thought I'd say that to a Catholic priest. <laughs> Michael, dare I say it? This might be really your darkest moment. Literally consigning a Catholic priest who, again, doesn't abide by the letter of Catholicism, but whatever. To say the very least. Can, literally consigning me to damnation. That's uh, on call for, and I've half a mind to excommunicate you from the church. Oh, by which I mean kick you out. I I don't think the excommunicate's the right word. Yeah, telling your priest to shut up is not cool. No, I mean any priest will tell you that. So yeah, quite frankly, Michael, I I mean I hate to do this, but you are not welcome back at the church. What? You you can't you can't do that to me, Mike. Drop. Yeah, quite literally. Quite literally. Oh, yeah, mic, mic drop. drop. Please, please don't, uh, just a side note here, please don't drop the mic. Our, we have one mic here that we use for the podcast, and I can't afford to it's replace a me- it. It's a it's thing a people say, Mike. Anyway. Yeah. You anyway. Mic drop when you when you make a good point. You can't ban me from the church, can you? I absolutely can, yes. If it's anyone church, can, dude. I can. I mean, go to another church for all, you, uh, for all I care, but you cannot go to this one. You represent all of the repression and the, yeah. the fear of life that I am trying to yeah. rid my church of. That's what's been giving church a bad name. Yes, And exactly. you want to make it cool. You know right. what? I'm going to tell all the parishioners, the, the ones who aren't teens, to boycott the church. Mike, remember in the Da Vinci Code, that guy yes. was in the Opus Dei and he whipped himself? That's what Mike wants to have. Like, that's the kind of religion he wants to join. As I mentioned on a previous episode, my relationship with Christ does involve a fair amount of self-flagellation and physical torment. Uh, I, you I need say, to go to therapy, dude. You, that, no, yeah. I don't. Yes, you do. You know who my therapy is? Some people go to a shrink. You know my, who my shrink is? Christ. No, I well, think he'd be going, eh, I think I'm busy. Uh, you, you need know. someone who talks I'll back. give you a referral. Mm. Christ would not give me a referral. Yes, he would, because he'd be like... To who? You know, I don't know. One of the other gods. Be like, maybe uh, Buddha can see you. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I'm just laughing at that notion. Yeah, well, you need someone who can talk back. God cannot talk back. Mm. So you need someone who can actually say, look, this is what you're doing wrong. Don't do it anymore. Okay. Mm. Well, I, I would be that person, but quite frankly, I don't, I don't like you very much right now. Well, wow. Uh, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> Jeez, well... Wish I'd I'd never been born. (laughs) Oh, well... Wish I was dead. Michael! Mike, this is... Talk about a meltdown. He's... Is he always this manipulative? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't get his way, it's... I wish I was dead. I wish I I had cut off my own head. 
you know, I wish uh, I had been kidnapped in Colombia and, you know, my family wouldn't pay ransom and so they'd gun me down. It's always some sort of manipulative BS. This is bullshit. Jeez. Well, Michael, this is it for us, quite frankly. You're one of my finest par- parishioners, or, or were, but... Uh, yeah, and you were my favorite priest of all time in my whole life, and, uh, well, it's been... Uh, it's been, been a- one week. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. You know what? When I hear the line, it's been, I can't resist. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yes, when I said it's been, I wasn't about to launch into One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. Sorry. But good song. Yeah, great song. Yeah. I wish, and this is, I know, asking a lot, but I wish that Stephen Page and Ed Robertson could get together, have a beer, and work out whatever, whatever happened between them, get back together, and reform the ladies the way they're supposed to be. Ed Robertson, Stephen Page, the other guys. Kevin on keyboards. Hearn. Yes. You got Jim Cregan on bass. Tyler Stewart on drums. That's all I know. I don't. You BNL? Are you a BNL fan, Father? Um, I like the. Uh, I actually like the second one. I like uh, maybe you should drive. Oh, oh it's a classic. Yeah. Jane, Jane divided the boy Which side I'm on? And of course, you're my alternative girlfriend. Oh, that was a really good one because it sounded like an alt rock band. That's right. When it went to the chorus. But sorry, I've gotten off track. When I said it's been, and James interrupted me. And made a joke about me singing One Week, which is a great song. Yeah. And I do miss that lineup stunt. of Stunt. That album. You know, right. what, you know what album is also really good? Born on a Pirate Ship. That's right. That's oh, the one that, that has... Uh, this is where we used That's right. to live. Yeah. We bought an old house on the Danforth. Oh, the yeah. Reference. It's right. cool that yeah. they reference Toronto quite a bit. So yeah. Drake before Drake. They were... Well said. They were Drake before Drake. It's the last line of One Week where it's like... Uh, Some, the last line is like something, something home of the Robbie. Yeah, isn't that a that Toronto mean? reference? I, home of the, home of the Robbie. Someone told me it was a very specific Toronto reference, but I don't remember. Is it like Roberto Alomar? Robbie? I don't no, think so. Like, it's very right. inside. Home of the Robbie. If anyone knows, tweet us at LT Podmas. Anyway, before I got Sorry. off track, when I when I said it's been, and James interrupted by going into the first line of one week, I was going to say it's been nice knowing you, Father Darren. Well. Look, here's the thing, Michael. I, I hate to leave it. Like, I, I spoke out of anger just now, and uh, I hate to uh, leave things between us on this uh, on this note. Blow it up your ass. <sighs> Jeez. I'm trying to be contrite Carry on, here. Father. Carry on, please. <sighs> so, Michael, what do you say we just pretend none of this podcast appearance ever happened, shake hands, all right, and let's both of us say the act of contrition. I'm sure you know it off heart. Okay. Uh, Whenever you're ready. I'll say the act of contrition. Act of contrition on with three. You. Three. Like in the two, old days. That, to say. Three, two, one. Oh, oh my God, God I am heartfully sorry for having offended thee, and I detest all my sins because of thy just punishment, but most of all because I have offended thee, my God, who is all good and deserving of all my love. I firmly resolve with the help of thy grace to sin no more and to avoid the near occasion of sin. Amen. Excellent. It almost it reminds me almost of a Bare Naked Ladies lyric. It oh, sounds like a rap sort of, like the interesting. like the Ed Robertson oh, songs. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so I it's kind of like, Ed Robertson sort of sucked, and Stephen Page was cool. Ooh. Oh, I always mm-hmm. thought they they were relative equals. I mean, really? uh, I never placed one above the other. But but when when Stephen Page left, they got really crappy. No. Well, I guess that's true. Um, I am this close to turning off your mic, James. All right, all right. (laughs) Well, um, it's great that we resolved that little issue with you guys. Um, Why don't we take a break and then come back with our final segment? I think that sounds like a treat. Yes. Welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. It's been quite an emotionally taxing episode, but I'm glad to say that everything is uh, back to normal with me and Father Darren. Isn't that right, Darren? Yes, absolutely. I've welcomed you back into the fold, and uh, hopefully we can just, uh, you know, carry on from here and things will be fine. I'd love to get to grab a drink with you and the wife sometime. You know what? Absolutely. Yes. Why don't... Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like My schedule is a bit, uh, bit full, 
for the okay, next little okay. while, but I'll get back to you. And, all right, you know. all right. So, you have a game planned for us, I guess? Well, I don't have a game. It's, this is actually really fun. Um, this week, for our third segment where we do the game, actually, Father Darren brought in a game. And I believe this is, well, maybe it's the second time a guest has brought a game in. But uh, you, you tell me it's called Bible Trivia. It's called Bible Trivia. Uh, I mean, the, the name is pretty uh, self-explanatory. It's trivia about the Bible. Huh. Our favorite book and yours. <laughs> You'd so. have to be a moron to not understand the uh, the concept of Bible trivia. Indeed. Well, there's no need to be so judgmental, Michael. But, right. uh, but fair enough. Yes, you would have to be of low intelligence to not glean the the gist of it from the title. Right. Hey, yes. In any case, I have a series of questions here, and uh, I'll uh, ask it uh, of both Michael and James, and uh, Michael will give his uh, best guess, and then James... Uh, We'll give his as well. I mean, I know that uh, Michael, as an avid churchgoer, might have a bit more of a, of an advantage, but uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what could happen? He might he might fold under pressure. Okay. Unlikely. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. Question number one. In what city was Jesus born? Is it me? Um, I say the answer is Bethlehem. Everyone knows it's Bethlehem. Okay, interesting. Uh, James? Mm-hmm. How about you? Oh, wow, my guess. Okay, um, I'll also say Bethlehem. Oh, well, that no, was a very good guess. Very good just, guess, James. James is just copying me. He didn't know that. No, I'm not. Before. Oh, well, I mean, I, you, you, you could see. You could tell that it was an educated guess. I saw the gears are turning. So, I don't know. Right. I don't think he's copying you. I think, uh, give James a bit more credit here. Question okay. number two. How many books are in the New Testament? James, we'll start with you. Um, for a question, the New Testament is a book. There's no such... You, the, oh my god, this is so embarrassing for you, James. Interesting what? answer, okay. Michael, uh, care to hazard a guess? As they say in French, 27. Okay, that's a little show-offy. I don't, uh, God, God nor I appreciate, uh, <laughs> you know, Yeah, what uh, is it France? I'm yeah. Sh- I'm sh- very, Fran- France is a very Catholic nation, so... In any case, uh, Michael did get that one, so yes! I guess it's two to one, I suppose. Bit of a tiebreaker there. Okay, question three. What type of insect... Locusts. What? Yes! Wait, is he right? Yeah. Yes, unfortunately what? he's right. What type of insect did John the Baptist eat in the, be- in the, in the desert? And, yes. that, and just thinking about eating those gross bugs makes me feel sick, but it, it was locusts. Okay, I'm going to implement a rule now I should have implemented at the beginning. You must let me get to the end of the question before you answer. Thank you. So I'll let that one slide because I, I didn't make I would have said it. locusts if I had no. heard the entire well, yeah. thing. I should yeah. get a point. Sure. You know what? This I'll is... give you a point. Thank you. Three I to have... two. Yeah, there. Bullsh- this is bullshit. Three to two. It's a real barn burner here. Question four. Who were the first apostles called to follow Jesus? Uh, we'll start with uh, James. Um, oh boy, um, I, no, um, Cheryl. Cheryl, okay, Uh, keep in mind, it is uh, multiple apostles. Oh, Cheryl and Doug. Cheryl and Doug. There is no Doug in the damn Bible, James. There is is a Douglas, but he's not an apostle. He's actually an apothecary. Damn it. That's what I thought. You, okay. Oh, you. Oh. I thought you said an apothecary. Oh, yeah, apothecary yeah. as opposed to apostle. You know yeah. what? That is an entirely uh, understandable mistake. Thank you. So I'm going to give James a point for that. Booyah. Yeah. It was that. That's on me. I didn't. I didn't uh, pronounce it uh, well enough. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Jesus three, three. Question the fifth. The, your final question. We're tied at to uh, we're tied right now, right? Yep, three yes. three. That's right. Okay, unbelievable. <laughs> I'm not great at math. How many people did Jesus feed with five loaves of bread and two fish? I know the answer to this. He fed five thousand people. Okay, so your guess is five thousand people, James. What's your Love guess? Love the pro- profit margins on that one. Um, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, he fed five thousand men. Okay, James's was more accurate uh, because uh, it was 5,000 men and not people. What? Oh. 
so... No, I think that he... Uh, when they said men in the Bible, I think they meant men, women, children. It's not like uh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was some sort of men's rights a- activist? Actually, only fed men? There are many passages that would suggest that he is one of the early MRAs. Uh, it's not something... It, it was a phase he went through. It's not something that yeah, he... Yeah, been there. Yeah, I mean, look, we've all been angry young men at some point, and then eventually you get more enlightened, and so did Jesus. I so. guess he didn't really date. Exactly, and that made him a little angry and a little... Hey, well, I mean, I'm sure hey, you... who does that remind hmm, you of? I just, uh, mm. as I said that, I realized, oh, hmm, interesting parallels. Do you think Jesus was a, a migto, a man going his own way? Wow. Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, he did, I, I mean, he did that in direct defiance of... Uh, the order of the day. I mean, uh, so yeah, right. he very much went his own way, calling himself the son of God. Well, I just want to say that I actually have thought about it, and I don't think it's good for my reputation to win this Bible trivia. So, oh, in that case, uh, uh, the winner today is James. No, spread the word. Uh, I spread I the want word. You to, I'm giving it to you. So let's just say you won that. And that is the kind of charity and goodwill oh. that I like to see more of. In my church. So, yes, Michael, you're the winner. Thank you. Good. There you go, Mike. Happy, well, you know, whatever, thank, January. Thanks. Peace be with you, James. Not. Well, you know, typical, typical father. That's what I have to deal with every week. Uh, yes, yes. I mean, uh, Michael means well, but he can be trying. He can be trying. He's, uh, I hope that uh, you find your way, Michael, and, uh, you know, I, I will be there to help you find it. Uh, yeah, thanks, but the therapy buddy. thing we brought up earlier is something you, you really... You should look into it. Yeah. You should yeah. look There's into only so it. much I can do. Well, yeah, yeah. point taken, and I'll, you know, I'll get around to it, I guess. Father, Darren, thank you for joining us this week. Is there anything you're looking to plug? Um... Is um, your band go. playing any anytime soon? Yes, uh, God Wouldn't Care is playing at the Garrison uh, next week. Oh. Uh, so uh, tickets to that are $10. Uh, we've got a couple of very uh, cool acts opening for us. We've got a, uh, a Christian hardcore band called F Off. Uh, and uh, another Christian hardcore band called Get Out of Here, Satan. Get Out of Here. I like a that longer name. name than I would... Than I would uh, have preferred, but yeah, you know, that's that's their it's their deal. They're so, right, yeah, right. Oh, Mike, thank you. Good to see you, James. Yeah, um, we won't talk or see each other again until we record the next episode. I'm sure. Yep. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next time.